0: Open the book, amen, to Ephesians 5.20 and Psalm 100. I want to speak to you about being thankful in everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Another verse of Scripture, I don't know where it is. I didn't have time to look it up, but it says in the Scriptures, It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. So, what I'm doing here is a good thing this morning. Amen? And then, it says in another portion, in everything give thanks. But Ephesians 5.20, let's just look at these couple verses. And then I'm going to just tell you a lot of things I'm thankful for this morning. And um, maybe we ought to make a list of that and do that once a month before the Lord. Just thank Him. Praise Him. By the way, I think that our our meeting about a little while ago when I preached in the morning. I think that that definitely was a sermon uh, that was giving thanks to the Lord, saying how many wonderful, over a hundred things that the Lord had done for our church in the last year. We heard talk about that our church was going under From many people. Hello, many people. Our church is not going under. Hello, our church is going along great. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, I don't like to hear that for more than one quarter. I don't want to hear that. I don't need to hear that. This is the Lord's work. This isn't Pastor Harvey's church. Amen? Amen? This is the Lord's church. There was a time we had a whole lot less in the offerings than we have now. Pastor Hammonds, do I hear an amen? We have more obligations now. But I have two missionaries here. We support you every month, don't we, brother? And this year we took you on new, right? Amen. Stand up, Brother Aaron. Uh, We didn't have you as a missionary last year, did we, a year ago? Okay, you can sit down. Amen. Now that's a blessing right there. And to just have two missionaries, Father and Son, in our meeting this morning, that's a blessing. So I want to just give thanks for everything. and everything, give thanks. And just thank the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord said, well, Can you give thanks for that phone call this morning? Well, we were playing phone tag with this pastor up in Michigan for three or four or five times. My wife, he finally called this morning. So I got back from prayer over here, and my wife said, Well, this pastor wants to talk to you. Well, it just happens that I talked to him. He's a 75 year old pastor, he'd been there 44 years, I think, at that church. But he had a missionary speaking this morning. And uh, sorry, Brother Snotterly, I just didn't feel impressed to use you for the Sunday school hour or for the preaching hour. Amen. So I'm going to, I just can't give my pulpit up all the time to everybody. Amen. Or Brother Shea's Sunday school class. And uh, I just don't feel impressed all the time. And so, uh, anyhow, this brother called. So I called him back. And he had, you know, some bad news to tell me uh, about one of our representatives. Anyhow. And so, uh, how did he preach in a certain fashion and so forth, and then he wrote back and uh, made some statements, and then he, he wrote back and, uh, to the pastor uh, a really a bad letter, a poor letter. So you pray for me, I've got to deal with all this. You know, what, you know what came to my mind immediately, though? You know what came to my mind when I talked to this brother just an hour, a couple hours ago? is rebuke not an elder but entreat treat him as a father. And that 75-year-old pastor told me in the letter I already told him when he read the letter that he sent to the young man that's what he said. And he was a kind letter but he said you're not to rebuke an elder. 75-year-old man ordained minister to the gospel he said, rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. Pastoral ethics, we sure pastors need it. You missionaries need some ethics. You better know how to talk to, talk to pastors, and, and you need to, even if you disagree with them, there's a way to do things and a way not to do things. You don't need to be getting up and saying that the churches are no good. Amen? Amen? So I got to deal with this now. I request your prayers. I got all the info I could get out of the pastor. You know what he told me? He said I've been I've done, I got saved in a tent meeting. I saved in a tent meeting in the fifties. I guess so. In the fifties, he's seventy-five years old. I think he he said he couldn't see too well when he's reading the letter, so I think his eyes are going. You know. But he took the time, and he felt like he had to call me. And so this dear brother got saved in a tent meeting. So do you think he wanted to have a tent meeting as his church? Said they went all, had all kinds of, for 11 years, 11, I think it was, years, they had a seven-day tent meeting because he got saved in a tent meeting. Boy, the police didn't like it, but he said. And then he fought against the the same pastor, 75. Now, in the 80s, he fought against the uh, pornography, in their town. Wow. He said they were going to arrest me one time. He said they preached. For five straight months. They preached daily. Five months. Every day. In front of that porn shop. He said you wouldn't believe all that we went through. And you know what he said? He said, Pastor, I wouldn't do it just like I did it back then. Well, how old was he? He was in his 50s then, right? Huh? Is that right? If it was in the 80s or wait, no, no, he was in. Yes, 50s, yes. He was in his 50s. I already thought this all through, you know, but I just get my register computer pop up. Amen. And to think he's preached Hundreds and hundreds of times on the street, and um, there's still a way of doing things, isn't there? He said that. He said there's things I I wouldn't do the same way now, and I said Lester Roloff said that too, didn't he? And he laughed. There's a lot of things you wouldn't do the same way. Twenty years later, but right in the heat of the battle, you do some things. Amen. Say some things you shouldn't. Maybe say it that way attitudes he said and so forth and by the way he had good things to say about the young man that he called me about as well he said I believe there's real hope in the future and um, so forth but um, oh don't we have a lot of things to I I covet your prayers hello some of you don't know what pastors go through I'll tell you what I go through I go through the bombardment of the forces and the imps of hell all the time. Hello? Any pastor that's worth his salt is worth it. All who live godly, all who live godly, all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I want to preach to you about Job again this morning. The one thing I was thinking, and my thinking was not right, I thought, Through all of Job, I don't see Job thanking God for anything, except the fact that when he was younger, the blessings of God were on him. But then again, after you've lost all your ten children, and you've lost all your belongings, everything, and you've lost the confidence of your own wife, and all your friends have, in a sad way, become your enemies, at least through their speech. And all your servants are against you, and they all think that you'd sinned against God secretly, when it's a lie out of hell. I've come to the conclusion that Job was thankful, and he was not proud, because our brother Shay brought that verse up this morning. By the way, I think that that's mainly a, speaking of a sinner, although we can get caught up in those things. A lost man, because no believer is an abomination of the Lord. Hello? No believer is an abomination of the Lord. There's things that we do that are not right, wicked, sinful. But the thing of it is, Job was not, he didn't have a proud look. As it says in Proverbs 6. Amen? He didn't do those things. He was humble too. You know why? I just have to believe this. And then I'm going to go on with my thankfulness if you'll ever allow me to to do that. Oh my. Anyhow, look what it says in Job 1. Just quickly with me, please. And then you have your finger in Ephesians and Psalm 100. I quoted that earlier this morning. Try to quote it every day of my life. It commands us in reality to sing praises unto God. Are you doing that? My father used to go around humming all the time in his lost, unconverted state. I think we could, in our saved condition, learn how to whistle. And my father always whistled and all the time. He was a joyful person. Maybe that's why I'm such a joyful person. I just am. I'm thankful. I like to whistle. <laughs> Some of you hear me up here, Pastor Hammons. <laughs> I, I got that from my father, I guess, going on the milk route with my dad all the time. Whistling and humming or singing a song. But I'll tell you what, in the battles you can lose your song. Many an occasion, and I, and I thought back to myself, why aren't you singing like you used to, Pastor? What's wrong with you? Why aren't you singing the praises of God like you used to? Or why aren't you praying in the Spirit as you used to? Or why aren't you burdened about souls like you used to be? It says here in Job 1, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man, that man Job, was perfect and upright, that means righteous, upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. He avoided. He departed from evil. He reverenced God. He was perfect. He was the greatest in the East. It says in verse 3, And a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of, of the East. He was the greatest of all the men in the East. And then later, Job tells and says, your three comforters did not speak truth, but Job, as as my servant, or like my servant, it says, as and like. So Job was telling it straight. God still told him, you know, I, I, I've created the behemoth and all the Leviathan or whatever, all the other things goes through that, and I did this, and I did this. Now look up to me, and now, I'll, now you go pray for your friends. And as you pray for your friends, then you will be delivered by the way, are you still praying for one another like you used to? Are we? Hmm? When people get sick and everything and I hear about them, I th- what comes up to your mind? I don't know. If you're a thinking Christian, you say, did I pray for them as I ought to? When I got that phone call this morning, what came to my mind? Have I been praying for that brother like I should have been praying for him? Hmm? Sometimes I come up with a, uh, no, you haven't, Pastor Harvey. Well, maybe part of it's your fault. Hmm? Well, Ephesians 5 20. Ephesians 5 20. Ephesians 5 20. Giving thanks always for all things, even your troubles, even your problems. Even your sickness? Even being laid aside for a while from what you love to do so much? For all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. You serve the Lord with gladness, dear brother or sister. If not, it's not God's fault. And it's not my fault. It's our fault. The book hasn't changed. By the way, I don't believe this church has changed either. We're still going soul winning. And if you're not, that's your fault. We're still going. By the way, we're going one time more than we did a year or two ago. We go out tonight, and you be here at 6, amen, if you're the right. Or we'll still support you, I think, if you're not. You have to be sick, though, or something, amen. And then these fellows will be there, amen. From 5 to 6, we go out soul winning. And I try to lead in that area. We have three times of going out soul winning, and we don't just go out and visit. We go out soul winning. We visit people who've come to the church, but we go out soul winning and visiting. Some churches don't do any soul winning. All they do is visit the ones that come to their church. Or all they do is canvas, give out literature, never do soul win. May God help us. Oh, God's church will go marching on. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. That's a command. Come before his presence with singing. Shame on you, Pastor Harvey. Where is your song? I am not to let my problems around me discourage my personal walk with Jesus Christ. I'm not a baby Christian anymore. What bothers some of these young baby Christians, it ought not to bother you, sister or brother. You've been saying too long to act like a baby. Amen? Put away childish things. I don't have time for computer games. I've got to read my Bible and pray and start singing again. Humming and whistling. And I cannot let anybody or anything get me discouraged. Or I'll be a poor example to Luke over here. Amen? I don't need to go around... I don't. I'm not going to let anybody take my joy away from me. That's my strength, and I tell you this morning, I feel strong this morning in Christ, not of self. In Christ, I feel strong this morning. I could go out and take all a kalina in one shot. There's other times I don't feel that well, I feel weak. That's not God's fault. It's not His books fault. It's not the church's fault. It's number one. Amen. What does it say? Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord he is God. And it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. That's good for the evolutionists. God that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and sheep of his pasture. Enter into his courts. Here, still commanding. And to his courts with what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Do you ever bless his name? Do you ever be thankful to him? We need to learn to give thanks. Amen. I thank God that I was not aborted. Amen. Glory be to God. I've got later on here, honey. I'll just kick you in right here. I'm glad you weren't aborted either. That's down there. I'll, I'll cover that. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad they had nine children and not eight. Amen. Amen. She was number nine. Amen. I was looking for me a wife and God brought number nine. Amen. And you've been a good one, honey. You've been a good one just to put up with a sorry Yankee like me. You've been a good one, sure enough. You've been a real good one. Hey, man, Those people know how to act down in the Southlands. They're kind of kind and nice once in a while. And they wave at you, even you know, and say, how you doing, brother? How's you doing? Up north, they just... Bruh! nasty, nasty cold. They're as cold as the weather they live in. Amen? You've got a hey a little difference out of Georgia, and in Mississippi, and you go up there to Buffalo, New York. And, uh, I'll be glad to get out of this place. The nastiest people I've ever met on the whole earth. Couldn't be any nastier in Turkey than here. Well, okay, I'm glad I wasn't aborted. Secondly, I'm glad I wasn't killed in my youth. Thirdly, I thank God that God spared me when I had hypertension at the age of 16. And I couldn't swim, play tennis or anything for about three months because I had a pain in my chest because I had high blood pressure. I mean, high blood pressure. I remember the doctor, he said, jump on one foot, jump on the other foot. And he checked me out and he said, you got hypertension. My Aunt Mary, she said, what are you holding your chest for? I said, well, I'm hurting in my chest. Because I went and played tennis, swam all day in school. On the team, played tennis all night and about, didn't get to bed till about 1 o'clock doing all my homework. Hutch Tech High School. Had to slow up. I thank God God she spared me. Praise God. I thank God for a good mom and dad. I thank God that their church, they had a good emphasis on going to church. Even though they weren't saved. Amen? I thank God for um, the discipline in the school that I had. I thank, thank God for the paddle that uh, the principal Swanee had in elementary school. And I met that paddle occasionally. And then I met some other at home. My daddy didn't spare the rod at all. He believed in it. And he knew I needed it occasionally. Then I thank God for my high school as well. I thank God for release time classes on Tuesday. So I went over to the little white church and got on my knees and they told me about Jesus. This is from a public school. Religious release time. Oh, I thank God for it. Amen. I thank God for prayer at the high school assemblies at Hutch Tech High School. I thank God that they brought in pastors. Saved or lost, they brought them in and they prayed in the assemblies. Many of them. And this is, was in a city that was full of Catholics. Don't ever remember a priest coming in there. But they brought those Protestant preachers by. I thank God for Bible Club on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Meeting in the high school rooms there in high school. And we had Bible Club. Thank God for that. I was just newly saved. I sure needed some Bible. I thank God for Vacation Bible School where I heard the truth before I did get saved. I thank God for the Baptist churches that I was taken to. I thank God for the Boy Scouts. And I thank God for the Methodist Youth Fellowship. The, the, they had good times together in the camps and all the rest. I thank God for all that. I thank God for, by the way, the Boy Scouts did then and still do teach some character. I thank God for his uh, love and patience. So many people were love and patient to me. And I thank God that I didn't get killed after playing with Ronnie Basil, that little rascal. My parents told me don't play with him. Always got in trouble when I got around that certain par- person. Huh? Some of you are kind of smiling. You maybe had the same childhood. You better thank the Lord you're alive too. I, I, have, I don't have time and you don't have time to hear all that I could tell you about that. I thank God for stockade, Christian Boy Scouts. It was kind of Christian Cub Scouts is what it was. Heard the gospel there. I thank God for all the camps that I went to. The Boy Scout camps and the Methodist Youth Fellowship camps and stockade camp. All those. I thank God for all those camps. I went to heard some gospel, learned some good solid character building things had a good time while I was at it. Oh, I thank God for the Bible. She glad we got a Bible. The Muslims in Iraq don't have a Bible. Saudi Arabia, they don't have a Bible. We had one at our house. It was a wrong translation, but it was the Bible. Hello, it was the Bible. They believed it was true. I was taught it was true. Oh, I thank God that I was taught to study and read my Bible. I thank God that I was taught not to curse and swear, Not to lie, not to steal, not to kill, not to fight, not to hurt other people. I thank God that I was taught to love people as myself. That's all I heard in the Methodist church. It's a good idea. We need it more in our Baptist churches. I thank God I was taught to give. My dad never gave me an allowance. He just gave me a job to do. No pay at all. Don't you, don't you let these other kids feel like they're, they're, they're uh, mis, being mistreated because they don't have an allowance. It's none of your business to tell someone else what to give to his kids. Maybe you ought to give them another job and keep them busy. Amen? Hello? Hello? Our children need to be busier. I thank, thank God that I was taught these things. I thank God I was taught to love. I thank God I was taught to give. I, was, I thank God I was taught to think. I thank God for teaching me ethics. Thank God for teaching me to thank God for my food because my parents in their unconverted state bowed their heads and thanked God at the table and Thanksgiving and Easter and every other time. Even the extended family did that. I thank God for a good house to live in right now. I thank God, though, that I had a good house in those days when I was younger, and my father was a good provider and a good worker. I thank God for a dad who loved my mom. Hmm? And my mom who loved my dad. That's a good idea. That'll make the children a little more settled, won't it? I thank God for a mom who reverenced and obeyed my dad. Oh, she's a great cook, too. I didn't put that in there. I thank God that I was taught to love the Bible. I thank God I was taught to love the church, to respect leaders, to obey elders. Older people, to obey them and reverence them. I was never, never allowed to talk in the wrong way to an older person. My father wouldn't put up with it. I didn't talk to him the wrong way either. I'd see the stars. He didn't put up with it. I was taught to obey and respect the police and my pastors, and my principal at school. I thank God for the Bible in our home and in our church as I grew up. I thank God for Christian, a Christian friend, Danny Anger, who took me to camp. And there, his parents were godly people. His father had read through the Bible so many times they had family devotions. We never did that at our house. So I'd sit, when I'd go over to his house, I'd sit there and, and then... His father had read through the Bible so many times because he was a fireman. and He was waiting for the fires all the time, and he knew the Bible, read the Bible. Oh, thank God that he became my best buddy instead of Ronnie Basil. I thank, for, thank God for praying Christians who prayed for me. Thank God for Central New York Baptist Camp that I went out there and heard the gospel and got saved. I thank God for, uh, that they, they, wa- they needed a, a, a swimming instructor and one to teach lifeguard and to teach all these other water things. I'm glad they didn't have one that year so I could go to camp. Thank God for those, whoever it was that paid my second week at camp so I could go to the teen week in the week I got saved after the one when I was teaching the younger ones how to swim. Oh, I thank God that someone paid for my second week at camp. Thought many times, who was that? I don't know his or her name, but I got saved that week. Someone paid my way. You say, well, that camp wasn't all that straight. They were straight enough to get me to Jesus. Glory be to God. I thank the Lord during camp the second week when I rode the horse when he threw me right into the pine tree that I didn't break my neck before I got saved at the end of the week. You ought to thank God. I thank God for America. Oh, I'm glad I was born here. I'm still proud when that flag flies. Amen. Oh, Beautiful. I'm thankful for my Jesus. Aren't you glad, Jesus? Jesus passed by one day, took a little poor boy, growing up in the big city of Buffalo, New York. All that 70, 80% Roman Catholic and Jesus looked down and saved this little Methodist from hell to heaven. Glory be to God. He'll save you too. I thank God for the peace of God that flooded my soul, the love that came into my heart. I thank God for a good brain and a good body this morning. Thank God for Prospect Avenue Baptist Church that I was able to go to way downtown. I thank God for all the boys, the boys' school. All, I'm thankful it was an all-boys' school I went to in high school. Four years. I, went, I mean, they didn't have middle schools back then. It was either elementary school or the eighth grade, then the last four were, were high school. When I was in high school, I went to an all-boys school. Greatest thing I'd, I'd promoted for anybody. I didn't have to worry about one silly, silly girl for four years. The only place you'd see them is when they come out to see the engineers at the football game. Or when you'd go home at night. It was refreshing. I could do my studies. Mm -hmm. We ought to have boys' schools again and girls' schools again. Hello? Less distraction. I thank God for swimming and tennis. That My father encouraged me in sports. I thank God. He wasn't sports crazy, but he thought it was a nice thing for a fellow to build up his body. I think it is good. I thank God that my father had a milk route, and he worked, we worked after school, and then we worked every summer with my dad on the milk route, helping him out. I thank God for, that my dad was not lazy. I thank God for the recreation centers that were available there in Buffalo area. I didn't get in trouble there. I thank God for that. I thank God for Thunder Bay and Crystal Beach over in Canada. In the summertime, I'd go over there and then on those special days. I thank God for the family get-togethers on the 4th of July. Our family, uh, the, oh, the whole family got together. 4th of July, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, Labor Day, and Memorial Day. And every other day we could get together. On Christmas or Easter, we'd go to Grandma's house in the morning and go to Aunt Edna's house in the evening. It was a great day at our, around our place. We'd get to see all our cousins, nephews and cousins, and we'd have a great time playing ping pong down in the basement. Van Edna's house. And we had great times, I'm telling you. In the summertime, we'd go out there on the 4th of July and we'd see all the fireworks down on the beach. Right down on the beach where my grandpa had the house. Right on the beach, beautiful bay window you could look right over and see out there over the Lake Erie. And, and the, on 4th of July, they'd shoot the fireworks all the way from Crystal Beach. I walked down over there one time all along the beach. When I was real young, I had a good time. You know. There's nothing wrong with having a good time, especially if you're growing up in a big city like Buffalo, New York, where few people know anything about work. If you're on the farm, get on the farm and work, amen? But thank God, all the good times I had. You know, I even thank God for all the presents I got. I look forward to those times. And I, look, I thank God for the love and the cousins and the aunts and the uncles and the, my brothers and sisters. Then I, I thank God for the Navy. I prayed about it before I went in the Navy. Very few people, I think, pray before they go into the military at all. I was a Christian. And I believe I, God ordered me to go in the Navy. I thank God for the peach trees in my backyard, my fig tree that's full And then I came out, and just after that rain and everything, and I looked, and I'm telling you, I just thank God for all the little trees that I planted around there off of sprigs and stuff, and they're all coming, doing great. Hmm? The one peach tree, I've already about cleaned that one off. I thank God for my house. Do you ever thank God for your house? Hmm? Or or do you just want to go around and, and, and show everybody your house? Why don't you just thank God? for your house. Hello? We almost all live in mansions, any way you run it. Don't compare ourselves with each other. Compare yourself with Mexico. Hello, we, we, we live in mansions. Air conditioning. I thank God I started hearing that trickling in my my bucket yesterday. I said, oh, something's wrong with my air conditioner. But I, it's happened enough times, so I, oh, I did it. I got out there, got a little shovel, and just dug all that stuff out where the thing's coming out of the house there. And boy, thank the Lord, I didn't have to go and do any more. I didn't have to get my mouth down there, <laughs> you know, like this, and clean it all out like I usually do. And it just came running out. And boy, there, my water's coming right out, and so I'm good for another season. But the other week, I said, that air conditioning system's pretty old, Lord. I think it's still running. I don't have the money to go buy in a whole new air conditioning system. Hmm? I saw a few shingles fly off from that storm just yesterday. Uh, was that yesterday? Storm? That was the day before yesterday. Okay, it was Friday. And I'm telling you, I just, I, I, I just thanked the Lord this morning. I said, thank the Lord. I don't see any leaks in my, in my things. We just get up there a little later and patch that roof up a little. And keep on trucking. Mm, thank the Lord for my rose bushes. They're beautiful. I just cut three of them yesterday and stuck them right in the little vase in the house. Because I don't need to brag on myself, but I got my wife a dozen roses when she came back. She likes them, so I guess I'll try that more often. Whatever she likes. And uh, those were already getting bad, though, so I better get something else. Amen? Put those few roses in there. Amen. You ever thank the Lord for a rose bush? Huh? I'm glad it's not all thorns, the whole bush, amen? There's some flowers come out. Hmm? Oh, I thank the Lord for my $100 new lawnmower. It's still running, too. Got it from Walmart. I'm glad I had the $100. Thank the Lord for my Crown Victoria car that my church bought me. Amen? I like it. Go get one. I like it. You say, it's too big for me. and uses too much gas. Well, I don't know. I like it. Thank God for it. Thank God for my other vehicle. Hmm, I thank Christ for meeting my wife when I was in the Navy. I thank God I met my wife in the Navy. Are you glad that you, when you met your wife? If not, that's your fault. (laughs) Hello? Huh? I did not have it on here, but I thank God the divorce isn't in our vocabulary at our house. Hello? I thank God for my mother-in-law who gave my wife good training. I thank God for my mom and my mother-in-law who always had their house open for me and my friends. Some people, their houses are not open like that. They're too particular. Hello? Our houses are too fancy to have your dirty friends in there. Hmm? Or I don't want you, you bringing those kids in like I was a little boy. I told you this years ago. This one, this one lady worked up at the Myers Memorial Hospital, you know, and they had a lot of these social diseases, and so she didn't want me to use her bathroom. Well, then she shouldn't have let me pray with her, play with, her, uh, with her, her son then. I had to go all the way home to use the bathroom real exciting it, as a young kid, you know? Come on, put some paper towels on it or something if you don't. Come on, wake up. Be kind to little boys. Hey, we're going to Harvey's house. Oh, we'll probably get a dinner there. We'll get at least peanut butter and jelly sandwich We'll get something there. Couldn't go to anyone else's house. Their mothers were all working. So we'll go to Harvey's house we we'll go to Jackie's house. Thank God Mom was there to make her, make her sandwiches or cook some soup up or do something for us. All the dirty urchins come to the Harvey's house. There it is. I thank God my wife wasn't aborted. Say, I knew I'd get to it, honey. I thank God that my wife was not wealthy. I thank God I was not wealthy because maybe I couldn't provide all that she would want. Wealthiness is dangerous. Very dangerous. As Pastor Abbott said, he was dirt poor. It can be a blessing. The only way to go is up. Amen. When you're down on the wrong side of the tracks, the only way is up. And I thank God that I, I wasn't wealthy as a child, and I'm thank God I'm not wealthy now. I'm not talking about the worldwide. View I'm talking about as an American. And I thank God that before I got saved and after my salvation that things were not emphasized. Instead, the things of God was emphasized. I thank God that my parents taught me to hate alcohol and cigarettes smoking and bad friends. Stay away from them. Not to hate them, but stay away from them. I thank God for my strong convictions that came from a strong God and a strong father. My dad was strong. And from strong pastors and from strong Christians. You didn't just happen on being what you are. God, God helped you through people, through churches, through pastors. You ever get out on your knees at the altar once you come and just say, "Lord, thank you that I can even have an altar to bow down to. We didn't have it in the last building, did we? All we had was chairs. We didn't have this beautiful piano. I remember when we were praying for this piano. And then it happened. It was just as if, well, we've got it now. I remember we were praying for an organ. Now we got two pianos and an organ. Real great choir over there at Elms Road. Wasn't it something? Huh? What? We had, they had to come up to go back down, and there was no up about it. It was just flat ground. <laughs> I don't think we had anything, did we? We didn't have any rise or nothing. Ground level, if you go up much higher, I'd stick my hand right through the cellotex on the ceiling. Eight-foot ceilings. I recommend them for workshops, not for churches. I like the high ceiling. Did you ever thank God for this beautiful place? This morning you should have thanked God for all these beautiful names of Jesus. Huh? Just yesterday, and I was thanking the Lord for Mrs. Bohorn being so faithful, changing that sign out every week. I don't think I'd have the guts to, or the strength to do it. God's made you strong, sister. Right? And she picks good Bible verses. I'm glad I don't have any part of it. I just say, she, what does she have this week? Boy, that's a good one. I never, I never saw a bad one. <laughs> Amen. The word of God is glorious. Train up a child the way you should go. Sometimes I, I, just, I just have to drive around and see what's on the other side because I came by too fast and didn't think. And I, I've done that. I've gone out on this highway. Now, don't you do it. Hello. And I, I've backed up. How many have ever done that? Anybody ever do, did that? That's what they mean to me. These verses are, it's the word of God. I probably need that verse. I backed up, made sure there was no traffic there. I did it on the side, not out. Well, I don't know. But anyhow, I, I made it. I'm still here, okay? And I backed up on the road. And I said, boy, that's a good verse. Isn't that a wonderful scripture verse? So your labor is not in vain, sister. If you encourage the pastor a little bit. That's glorious, amen? They, and I might take that verse and, and encourage the whole people, and then she uses the verses. I know she's listening. She uses so many verses that I preached the week before or that our speakers use, and then she puts them up there. That's a blessing to me. At least she's listening. I wonder about the rest of us all sometimes. Hmm. When the evangelists come by and the others. Well, where am I? I'm, I'm, I'm still thankful. That's where I am. Amen. I'm thankful for my church. I said I'm thankful for this church. She's not perfect, but she's a good She's a good one. She's a whole lot more perfect than most of these churches. You, you that are going somewhere else. You try to find one as good as this one. You just keep trucking. You call me back in a year or two. Let me know how good that church is you found. After you've been there a year or two or three years, and then tell me that it's as glorious as when you walked into it. Hello? Problem is the first day. Most of the time you find so many things wrong. You wonder if you even should join it. It's a shame. That ought not to be. No, we need a lot more good churches. There's some out there. Don't think that we're the only ones. We're not. We're not. But I remember standing right back there with, with brother Dr. Bill Behrens. From Fairhaven Baptist College, and he had been all over for the college. He'd been out there to Clark's Church in California, all over. He said, "Brother Harvey," and he didn't know how strong we were in certain areas. Bill Barons, I don't think he still knows. So, well, yes, I gave him his Baptist churches thing. Now he knows. Okay, but anyhow, pardon me. Stood right back there, that little vest, little area there, and Brother Bill Barons said. I don't know of but 20 churches in the whole country that are as strong as your church, Pastor Harvey. And we're stronger than we used to be, Brother Dormany. We're stronger than we used to be in evangelistic and in our stands. He said, no, 20 churches. And that was how many years ago? That was five or six years ago. Are they even where they were before? In everything give thanks, I thank God for my church. I thank God for a faithful wife. Hello. You better thank God for a faithful wife. How many women are unfaithful to their husbands? I thank God for a giving wife. She's a giving person. I think she likes to shop a little too much, but that's an epidemic. Dr. Bill Barron's told me that. He said in Belgium and everywhere. Are you thankful? All these women came over from Belgium. They went into the stores in America here, into the produce area, just the produce area, and they were going, "Oh, oh, oh I never saw, we don't have this in Belgium. Oh. And we have everything in America, and we gripe and complain because one little thing we don't have. Shame on our wicked, wicked, wicked souls. Hmm? There wasn't much missing over at Ryan's last night, was there? Hmm? I remember going through the Ponderosas up in New York and the York steakhouses. And we were poor then. We just wouldn't order the drink. You know, that's where they make all their money on the drinks anyhow. So we just have water. They'll be charging for the water soon. They charge for the ice on the highway. You know, in the cup. But what I'm saying is, never we eat like kings. We eat like kings and queens. May we thank God for it. I told a guy just yesterday, or two, two, three days ago, and I told this dear fella. I said, you know, I said I think he was close to a chapel, chapel area there. And I said, you know, we have everything, but the power and the presence of God. And he said, you're absolutely right. It's what we have in America. I thank God that my whole life has been built. My whole life and my wife's whole life have been built around the church. That's all we've known is the church. I have nothing to go back to and don't want to. I love the church. I love to sing the Psalms of Heaven. I have no affinity toward uh, the clubs down there. I came out here to check last night. See if the the lights had come back on after I'd called out there. Or, no, I called. I think I called after. I don't know when I called three or four times. I said, Get those lights on. I said, The church is more important than all these clubs. Let them stay in darkness or dark places anyhow. I said, you come out here and get our church lights on. I told some of you others to threaten them. I meant it in a nice way. Hello? Church is more important than anything. The saints gather here. The body of Jesus gets together here. The, the wife of Christ meets here. The church building's the most important building anywhere in the whole world. It's the place we meet. There's no sanctity in the buildings, but they're dedicated to God while we're in it. I thank God he gave me six children. I thank that all, God that all of them except Bethany are married and have children. And I thank God that four of my six children are in full-time Christian work. And I thank God for my 18 grandchildren. And all of my 18 grandchildren are being taught to be faithful to God and to the church and to the Bible. I thank God for the family reunion we're going to have in July. I thank God I'm alive. I just thank God you're alive. Amen. Thank God for life. I thank God that my father was always here it is, humming and whistling and singing. Better ask God for our song back. They said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Hang our harps on the willows or something. They had no song down in Egypt, friends. They had no song in Egypt. But oh, praise God, they sang the song of Moses when they came out of Egypt. Don't lose your song. And I'll tell you, they did lose their song and they started murmuring and taking to other gods and saying, God didn't send the water. And God, we're, I'm sick of this, this manna from heaven. Angel's food! Don't get sick of angel's food. God will bring the water right out of the rock for his, his church and his children. I'm glad that my mom and dad loved life. When my dad was getting cancer and about ready to die, only time I saw my dad, he was strong, you know, but went in there with my friend. They said that the cancer had gone into his lungs, and my dad never smoked purposely. It just gets in there after a while, and that's when it really shuts down, you know, when that old cancer gets in your lungs. And I remember when Chester Scholl was there with me, and my dad just took his, his sheet, put it over his head, cried, wept, Never saw him weep other than that time. Don't think I saw him weep after that. It's not a sign of weakness to weep, but Dad didn't do it. But I'm glad. His weeping days are over. He got saved. Trusted Jesus. I thank God I'm in full-time Christian service. Don't think I'm going to stop. Brandon, Patty, all of them. I'm going to encourage them to stay in the full-time Christian work. I think it's a privilege to be in a full-time Christian work for God. I think it's a blessed thing. And I thank God for a Christian school, our Christian school here. Pastor Hammonds, Mrs. Hammonds. I thank God for our Christian school. Praise God for it. It's not perfect. That's a good school. Thank God for it. Thank God for His Baptist Churches. Thank God for camp next week. Thank God for Baptist missions worldwide. I thank God for the bus ministry of our church. I thank God for the Sunday school. Thank God for all the Bible commentaries that God has allowed to come into my hands so I can study the Word. We're almost through now. We've only got about four or five left, so hang in there. I thank God for the Bible, Bible training and Bible school I received back in the 60s and graduated in 70. I'm so thankful for that. I learned so many things. Bob Jones University, I learned so many things. I was green. I didn't know what I was doing. They promoted holiness. They promoted soul winning. Boy, did they put down divorce and remarriage for for ministers. Uh, And period. Some guys, it was so rough for them, they had to go to temple. They had to bail out and go to temple. Mm -hmm. I'm not against temple. I'm just saying. Couldn't take it at BJU, because those students, we talked about all the issues of the day. Hello? Back in the 60s, you were not in the ministry, and you or your wife divorced and remarried. Hello? Was not accepted. I thank God for preaching. I love preaching. I love music. And I need, as I told you, I need to get back to that a little more. But I love preaching. I love soul winning. I just like soul winning. I like missions, to tell you the truth. I just enjoy missions. I enjoy giving to missions. I enjoy having missionaries in. If they can preach or they can't preach. We've got some pretty good preaching missionaries come by here. I think they ought to be able to preach. They're going to start churches. That's what missions is. I thank God for revivals. I thank God for prayer. And I thank God for friends. I do. Hmm? You ought to thank God if anybody like you. Amen? Is that right, Jacob? As likable as you are. What to thank God that anybody likes us. You know? Huh? Come on. What to thank God. And then the Lord doesn't just like us, he loves us, amen. Oh, I could go on and on and on about all the the attributes of God and how He cares about me. Our Father, we love Thee. Thank Thee for Thy grace. Thank Thee for salvation, full and free. Bless us, Lord. Help us to be thankful in this age of ingratitude. Give us thankful hearts.